0: Hello everyone, welcome to Next Level Coaching with Rick Rass here. I'm very excited that you're here today and I'm even more excited that you're ready to take your life to the next level. Thanks so much for tuning into this podcast today on leadership. I'm really pumped up about you catching a glimpse of the impact you can make as a leader in your program. Culture, teamwork, communication, and leadership are popular words these days in the corporate and athletic world. Each are crucial to the productivity and success of a team. However, leadership is the only one of those four that can stand alone since a strong leader always has a team's culture on their radar, understands the power of teamwork, and knows good communication is essential. Out of each of the podcasts that I've done up until this point, This one on leadership has demanded the greatest amount of prep work and research, for lack of a better term. It's kind of hard to explain, but it feels like the more I learn about leadership, the more I have to learn. There's so much great information out there, but not much directed towards the athlete who is either designated as a captain or seems to take the lead naturally without the title. Ultimately, the title itself is irrelevant. What matters is having the desire to make an impact on their program or team. Leadership is all about wanting to go to the next level and bring your teammates with you. So my intent with this podcast is to present information that I feel is applicable to the high school and college athlete. If you talk to any coach who's been successful, they are likely to attribute much of their success to leadership. Coaches are ultimately the leaders, but the athletes certainly can reinforce, complement, supplement, and support what the coaches are already doing to make the greatest impact. I feel there is a synergistic effect when the captains or leaders join forces with the coaches like 1 plus 1 equals 5, not 2. In my experience with hundreds of teams every year for the last 20 years, coaches who are strong leaders are much more likely to develop their leaders and captains because they know it isn't going to happen by accident. It is an investment and it's a good one. It doesn't take me long to pick out team leaders when I'm working with a sports program And likewise, it doesn't take long to recognize teams without leadership. Lack of or poor leadership is a huge obstacle for teams. I don't think anybody would dispute the importance of leadership. Without someone leading, what direction do teams go? Oftentimes, not even close to their potential. Some athletes haven't experienced the impact of a teammate who is a strong leader. Regardless of what your status is in terms of leadership, this podcast pertains to you. If you aren't leading, you're following, and it may be a good idea to be thinking about who is influencing the direction you're heading. In a previous podcast, I talked about the four-way tug-of-war challenge that I do with teams. Life is like a tug-of-war, especially when it comes to which way you are being pulled. Leadership is all about pulling others in the right direction and helping them develop the right mindset and work ethic so they're more likely to reach their potential. We all have turning points in our lives that represent the tug of war. A strong leader often creates those turning points in those around them and can alter the course of the season and their life. If you carry the title of of captain or consider yourself a leader, I hope you truly seize the opportunity to make an impact. I hope this podcast equips you with some skills and knowledge of how you can go about making that impact. We are creatures of habit, and many of the patterns of behavior and thinking will have such a powerful influence on our lives. I feel so fortunate to have the opportunity to meet so many amazing student leaders from different schools. I know that many of them in leadership roles want to be the best leader they can be, but without adequate guidance or direction, they don't have a clear understanding of what that entails or an easy way to remember key factors associated with leadership. I've decided to put what I feel are those key factors into an acronym for leadership. What does a captain need to do to make an impact? Grab a pencil and paper if possible and take some notes, or listen very close and see if you can remember what each letter of leadership stands for. We'll kick this off with a story about the annual Rose Bowl in football. It started over a 100 years ago in 1902 when the University of Michigan trounced Stanford 49-0. In 1900, the University of Michigan fired their coach. They picked up a coach from Stanford who was let go because of a new policy. Only alumni could coach at Stanford. The new coach at the University of Michigan does an interview with the local newspaper and boldly claims that his team would go undefeated the next season and hold opponents to under 49 points for the whole season. The players complained to the coach. He was setting them up to be the laughing stocks of football. On the first day, the coach had all the players put their gear and uniforms on a stack in the corner of the locker room. Then he marched to the blackboard and wrote one word on the blackboard. He instructed the team that they could retrieve their uniforms and equipment and play football there only if they understood the meaning of that word. That year, Michigan went undefeated at 11-0 and and outscored their opponents 550-0, to averaging 55 points per game. Not only did this team allow fewer than 49 points in the first year, it took their opponents more than five years to score more than 49 points. I don't know that I would have ever guessed that one word that the coach wrote on the blackboard, but that word was love. Legend has it that he explained that you have to love the game. You have to love your opponent. They challenge you to make you better and bring you to the next level. You have to love the hard work it takes to be successful and get to your dreams. You have to love what you do. As you guessed it, L in leadership stands for love. I've had coaches share things about leadership with me. I'll be sharing some of those in the process of creating this acronym. One coach said to me, he said, by far my best leader, mostly led by example. She loved the game so much and everything associated with going to the next level. Her passion was so contagious that she made a huge impact on our program that lasted beyond the year she graduated. L stands for love. E stands for engage. You have to get others engaged in the process of your mission to take your performance to another level. Teams typically have no problem setting outcome goals, but you have to invest the time it takes to establish how you are going to achieve any of those outcome goals you desire. Teams may want to win a conference, section, state, or national title, but what level of performance do you need to acquire to do so? How good do you have to be? What does it look like? What are the details associated with getting better at all the elements of the game and your performance? What type of adjustments do you need to make? It can't just be about the W, the win, even though that's not a bad goal. The process has to be all about how you're going to get better at what you do. For example, a volleyball player may want to improve their attacking, their spiking skills. However, they could go through a hitting line for 15 minutes and never think about what they're doing. Are they in early? Are they in late? Are they getting too far under the ball like 90% of attackers do? How's your reach, your extension, your ability to control the ball with your hand, your ability to see the block defense behind the block, and make split-second decisions? Have your teammates come up with ideas of how they can improve every aspect of their game. Maybe keep a journal, a practice journal, to monitor your progress. If you aren't engaged in the process, especially in the practice environment, You are going through the motions. Nearly all athletes would say they want to get better, but what happens in practice? You and your teammates need to be consistently looking at what is working, what's not working, what could you change or do differently. Processing, planning, assessing, evaluating, the wheels should always be turning. That's what being engaged is all about. I always think of sports like a puzzle always trying to figure out how to perform at the next level. I played volleyball for 34 years, and up until the end I was still trying to figure out what that next level was. When I turned 50, I picked up freestyle kayaking, like gymnastics on the water, and most recently playing pickleball. I love trying to figure out how to go to that next level. That's what engagement is all about. If you as a leader are pumped about improvements and getting better and celebrating progress, your teammates will follow. I hope they get used to hearing you say, we can do better than that. Strong leaders are able to light a fire in their teammates. A big part of getting others engaged is seeing opportunities to encourage them. Encouragement makes others want to do more and better. Celebrate progress with and for your teammates. It is a missing link to sustaining a high level of motivation, especially in the practice environment. Recognize effort and improvement. Be sure to listen to a couple of my earlier podcasts, The Biggest Lie in Sports, and The Ticket to the Next Level. Leaders acknowledge mistakes and learn from them. Help your teammates develop a positive perspective regarding mistakes, utilizing the information gained from the experience. Again, that's what engagement is all about. Pay attention to detail and look for those little things that will make that difference. It is a definite sign that you are engaged. Without a vision, people perish. Establish a vision of your performance and work to develop that vision in your teammates. How good do you want to be at what you do? What does it look like? It is a huge factor in being engaged. You cannot outperform what you can visualize in your head. You and your teammates have to have a picture in your mind of what you want to perform like. Start a video log where teammates share videos of athletes or teams performing at a higher level. Understand. The power of watch and learn. Watch and learn are two words that go really, really well together. I always say take a little post-it or stick-it note and put it up on your bedroom or bathroom mirror just to remind yourself to watch something related to your skills or performance on YouTube every night. Five minutes. L stands for love. E stands for engage. A stands for attitude. Your attitude will determine your altitude. Your attitude may determine your team's altitude. Having a positive attitude despite circumstances is huge. It is easy to have a good attitude when things are going great, but what happens when you face adversity, have setbacks, or get frustrated? I go to many athletic events during the course of a year. I love watching teams I've worked with compete. I'm entertained watching how teams respond when things aren't going so well. Learn to use setbacks as an opportunity to come back. Hopefully your determination doesn't go down. How you respond is the key to success. As a leader, you have a huge responsibility of establishing a positive culture within your program, team, and it all starts with your attitude. The foundation of your attitude and the team's collectively is self-talk. What is your internal dialogue like? How do you talk to yourself? It is hard to be mentally tough if you have negative tapes playing inside your head. Great leaders are mentally tough in competitive and pressure situations. They are able to maintain determination, enthusiasm, focus, and intensity despite the circumstances. They recognize the impact their role as a leader has on others, their attitude, and positive frame of mind. You need to be emotionally stable. You won't see strong leaders pouting or whining, or they lose credibility. It is important to be able to win or lose with a learning attitude. One of my favorite books by John Maxwell is titled, Sometimes You Win, Sometimes You Lose is on there, but Learn is written over the top of it. Lead by example. Talk the talk, walk the walk. Live what you preach. You may need to hold teammates accountable regarding a positive attitude in the classroom, practice, training, competition, and out of school. Learn what it means to do care confrontations as opposed to confrontation. Your teammates have to know that you care. I had a coach share with me that he thought one of the more important things for a leader is to keep the team together after a tough loss or hard practice. Leaders have to be able to keep their composure and get the team refocused. True leadership becomes very visible in times of adversity. Leadership plays a big part in which direction the team takes. And it all has to do with your attitude. L stands for love, E stands for engage, A stands for attitude, and D stands for determination. By far my favorite word. Much of this word is linked to your attitude. However, in my mind, your attitude and your mental toughness is physically put on display through your determination. It is kind of like when the rubber hits a road, your attitude turns into determination. Determination fills that gap between where you're at right now and where you could be. What you and your team is capable of doing right now and what you could do in a week, a month, or a year. Determination fills a gap. What would your definition of determination be? Not giving up on anything? Relentless? Focused on a mission? Dedicated and disciplined? It's so important to demonstrate passion and purpose in every aspect of practice. Work hard. Be the hardest worker on the team. You better be one of the athletes who comes into the season the best shape of their life. No excuse mentality. No exceptions. Always doing what needs to be done is crucial. You need to be passionate about your sport. However, your passion and determination doesn't stop with you. You organize and participate in off-season conditioning and practice training and drills. Promote your sport in the off-season and summer months. If you're a multi-sport athlete, and hopefully you are, you're going to be busy promoting your activities. Be willing and excited to work with younger athletes. For example, the elementary school programs. Believe me, those elementary students can sense your determination from a mile away. Nothing stays on the to-do list very long. Leaders are the get-or-done type of people. The best leaders don't think about whose responsibility it is or if they get credit for it, they just do it. Be the first to arrive and last to leave. Demonstrate willingness to invest in the team. I had a coach say that his best leaders were not always the best athletes. They were the ones who were willing to put in the time and effort to become better. L stands for love, E stands for engage, A stands for attitude, D stands for determination, and E stands for the environment. Since there is no C in leadership for culture, I went with environment for the second E in leadership. Your environment is a representation of your culture. Obviously, I'm not talking about our interaction with nature. Your culture or environment is all about how you interact with each other. The foundation is all about teamwork and creating an environment where teammates support each other, challenge each other, and push each other to the next level to strive for excellence in everything. Teamwork doesn't come naturally. We're pretty self-centered by nature. We're pretty good at thinking about ourselves. In order to reach our potential, it has to be more about we than it is about me. Even if I've worked with a team multiple times, I always start sessions with a great visual or illustration of the importance of teamwork. You've heard it. Teamwork makes the dream work. If you desire the team feel, you have to make connections out of the gym and off the field. Make meaningful connections with teammates who may not be your friends. For example, when the most talented team member strikes up a conversation with the least talented and tells them to keep working because they notice much improvement, That's awesome! Make the effort to arrange activities and events for the team or sports program at all levels outside of practice and events. I once received an email from a coach in which he said, I wish my captains would realize that they are either building a team and motivating them or watching them fail. It's either one or the other. Your culture or environment encompasses so many aspects of leadership, but it is a collective feel or response of your team. How do you handle setbacks? Do you hear negative comments? Do members of the team recognize when a teammate is down or need some encouragement? Encouragement plays a huge part in establishing a progressive culture. Is drama allowed to linger? Do some members of the team really struggle with accepting roles and responsibilities? Does the team deal with other obstacles like negative self-talk in a proactive way? Does the team understand how fear can affect performance? Does the team learn from their mistakes? Is there a sense of urgency in practice? On a scale of one to 10, with 10 being the hardest, how hard does everyone collectively work in practice? What about your level of focus? On a scale of one to 10, with 10 being the most focused, where's your team at in the practice environment? What about communication? All of these questions play such a huge part in establishing a strong culture and creating an environment where your team will thrive big time. Do you allow teammates to put each other down? Recognize negative self-talk from teammates and call it for what it is. The most dangerous put-downs are the ones you do to yourself. You can often see the look on someone's face when they have negative self-talk going on. Look for ways to encourage teammates and strive to build an encouraging environment. Many teams miss out on the power of encouragement. The absence of encouragement is discouragement. Be vocal and enthusiastic during practice and games. Talking creates energy. Leaders know that setbacks are inevitable. They maintain a high level of intensity, focus, determination, and enthusiasm. Help the team see issues that may become obstacles. Drama, negative self-talk, as I mentioned, lack of team unity, not accepting roles, responsibilities. Encourage athletes to go talk to the coach instead of complaining about playtime. Do you understand the difference between the pursuit of excellence and the pursuit of winning? Establish a culture that strives for improved performance. Getting everybody engaged is a huge piece of establishing a growth mindset. Celebrate progress. Celebrate progress. Celebrate progress. Push to get better. One coach told me at the end of their season, their athletes vote for the MVT, Most Valuable Teammate. He said the coaches have no input in this award. It has nothing to do with their scores or athletic ability. The athletes are instructed to vote for a teammate who made the season the most enjoyable for them, the one who they could always count on, the one that they feel embodied the spirit of the team. It's rarely been the best athlete, but the one who is always cheering for their teammates and who shows as much excitement over a teammate doing well as they would for themselves. Without fail, the winner of that award, he said, is the person that the coaching staff has witnessed as being the strongest leader on the team. I had another coach say the biggest area in which he sees leaders fail is that they don't transfer their passion onto their teammates because they don't want to hurt their friendships or relationships. He said, I understand this to a point, as a solid relationship must exist between a leader and those they lead. However, to get to the next level, you have to help others realize that they must move out of their comfort zone in order to grow. Leaders have to be a salesperson of a sort and believe in what they are trying to sell. Sometimes being a little pushy is necessary. We often like to take the path of the least resistance, but the path usually leads in a downward direction. One other coach said, It is essential for my leaders to demonstrate anti-drama attitude and anti-drama actions. They need to do this by being accountable and holding their teammates accountable to stop judging, which is a source of all drama. I need them to not gossip and ask their teammates nicely to do this as well, right when it happens, in the locker room, on the bus, during a drill. I also need them to be able to do so without appearing condescending. We do talk about this in a large group, he said, as this should be the goal of all players. It's just that being the leaders, it's particularly important that the captains live and breathe this. Every ounce of energy that you invest into establishing a positive culture in all the aspects that it entails is worth it. All right, we're moving on to letter R in leadership. R stands for responsible. I'm not sure what that would mean to you, but to me, I think of words like dependable, trustworthy, and reliable. You have to be somebody who takes the initiative and gets things done. Planning and preparation are huge factors for a leader to be successful and make an impact. Remember, well done is better than well said. Can your teammates count on you to follow through with things that you should do? For example, maybe making arrangements for some fundraising event or activity. What about writing thank yous to the Booster Club? so many things that play a part in being responsible if you mess up take responsibility for your part don't make excuses or try to blame anyone else for your mistakes or you will lose credibility do what is asked by coaches and support their mission and philosophy a responsible captain or leader is like having an extra coach on the coaching staff always keep lines of communication open with coaches and teammates organize a team meeting when appropriate offer assistance to classroom teachers Responsible leaders are also honest with themselves, critique and assess yourself without being overly critical. Understanding your strengths and weaknesses is the first step in becoming a more effective leader. Honesty produces realistic evaluation. Ask tough questions about your performance as a leader. I hope you're willing to take the test at the end of this podcast. Use it to motivate yourself, not discourage yourself. I had one coach say to me, My best leaders have come to me with questions, ideas, and are proactive about potential conflicts. That is definitely a demonstration of being responsible. The S in leadership stands for service. One of the better books I've ever read on leadership was by Leroy Imes. Title of the book, Be the Leader You Were Meant to Be. It was all about serving, like another word for leadership. Are you willing to serve others? Have a servant's heart? Almost the opposite of what some people might think leadership is all about. Serve your teammates, but don't wait for acknowledgement or do it with self-serving motives. Are you more concerned about what is accomplished than who might get credit for it? Don't be threatened by anyone else who might step up and take the lead at any time. Understand that leadership is not a title, it's an active position. What can you do for your team? Great leaders don't think of their position as one of them being in charge, top dog, or status symbol. Great leaders do not try to get others to think highly of them. Their desire is to get others to think more highly of themselves. They are committed to a greater cause than selves. Again, it's all about we, not me. Identify the needs of your teammates and then serve. It may be a sacrifice of your time and energy to meet those needs. Help set up and take down equipment. Help with the uniforms. See things that need to be done and just do it. I like what a hockey coach told me once. He said many teams have the rookies do menial tasks, like dragging in the skate sharpener, hauling the stick bags, picking up pucks. Our captains pick up the pucks and carry the equipment, clean the locker room, and are the last ones to eat. For us, I think it's important for the upperclassmen and leaders to do that stuff, serving the younger athletes. Leaders have to be the hardest workers and serve their teammates. If you want to find out who would be a good fit in leadership, he said find out who is willing to serve. The H in leadership stands for high standards and expectations. The words speak for themselves. So crucial to demonstrate the pursuit of excellence academically as well as athletically. Never be satisfied. Satisfaction and complacency are two of the scariest words in the English language. So many people settle for where they're at when they could be so much better. Remember earlier when I said your teammates should hear you say all the time, we can do better than that? Leaders live in the moment and hold themselves to a higher standard than anyone else on the team. Two years ago, I worked with a team that was expected to return to the state tournament especially since they hadn't lost anybody from their starting lineup. The day before my session, the coach found out that six of his athletes were nailed for chemical violations. Three of them were captains. Long story short, that team never even made it to the state tournament that year because of all the issues associated with poor choices. We're moving on. L for love. E for engage. A for attitude. D for determination. E for environment. Culture. R for responsibles. S for service. H for high standards and expectations. And for I, I get two words for the price of one. I stands for initiative and integrity. The word initiative has come up several times already because it's so crucial. Not much gets done or is accomplished without it. I said in an earlier podcast about athletes knowing one or two or three or four or five things that they could do that would make them better, but do they do it? No. Be in agility, strength, endurance, flexibility. There's so much that you can do on your own, but you just have to take the initiative. It's all about doing things when you see that they could be done. Don't wait for somebody to tell you to do something that you know will help you go to the next level. Be willing to ask for help and be open to insights and opinions of others. John Wooden said, it's what you learn after you know it all that counts. Speaking of people who know a lot, I mean, meet with your athletic director. Ask for input on your program and how you can be the best leader. ADs oftentimes have a ton of experience as coaches and can be a great resource. Leaders are readers because they know there's so much to learn. Take the initiative and read books that pertain to your sport and leadership, teamwork, Take the initiative to do things in school to serve support staff. For example, pick up a piece of paper off the floor or put a lunch tray away that was left on the table. Find out what coaches' expectations are for practice, competitions, off-season. Take the initiative to do those little things. The eye for integrity. If your teammates see you as a person with a strong sense of integrity, they will trust you. Establish trust, don't demand it. No one will follow someone they can't trust. Control freaks don't produce teams, they destroy them. Have strong core beliefs and place high value on integrity. Do the right thing even if no one is watching. Insist on doing the right thing even if it's not the popular thing. Do the right thing if everybody's watching. Have zero tolerance for gossip, drama, or bullying. I always say that if somebody needs to put somebody else down to make themselves feel better, it's a definite sign of weakness. Take a stand for what's right. Lead by example. Actions speak louder than words. Mixed messages destroy your credibility. Be transparent, because really you should have nothing to hide. Your teammates need to know that you're the real deal. The last letter, P, stands for people skills. You have to like being around other people. At the top of the list for people skills would be communication. Teams, companies, families fall apart or never reach your potential without good communication. Can you tactfully confront teammates about issues that may be affecting the whole team? Can you communicate openly and honestly with your teammates? Are you open to constructive criticism, or do you feel threatened and get defensive? Mature leaders are grateful for the feedback, just like an athlete who is coachable. Are you willing and able to visit with a teammate who is not giving their best effort? Are you able to look at situations and view them from everyone's perspective? Can you put an end to drama since you know it spreads like cancer? Do you have a sense of humor? Maybe the most important, can you laugh at yourself? Remember that encouragement is one of the most powerful forms of communication. There has been a lot of information associated with each letter of leadership, but leadership is a huge responsibility. In addition to all the sports teams on my schedule this upcoming fall, I have about 15 days committed to working with the cream of the crop from many schools, When a particular conference, maybe 10 to 12 participating schools will send between 10 and maybe 30 students from each of those schools. Normally, these student-athletes go head-to-head against each other on the field, court, ice, pool, track. But on that day, they meet each other being like-minded in their quest to become better teammates, leaders, and captains. They learn that the position of captain doesn't make them a leader, just like being a manager of a business or company doesn't mean that you truly are a leader. Leadership requires action, and my hope is that this podcast will help you develop a clear picture of how you can move forward and take your leadership skills to the next level. If this podcast was recommended to you, thanks for taking the initiative and tuning in. Captains are either making a difference or just filling a position. They are either bringing the team to the next level or watching them fail. In athletics, there really is no plateau. Either a team or program is making progress or going downhill. Who can make that biggest impact? A great leader. I hope that is you. I've created a separate podcast with the leadership assessment. My hope is that you'd be willing to check to see where you're at with the 40 characteristics of leadership. If you'd like, I can also send you a document with those 40 characteristics and take the assessment that way. Just let me know. My email is pretty simple. Jump, J-U-M-P, at cloudnet.com. Great leaders are always willing to take their leadership skills to the next level. Chances are you have stories about leaders through your involvement in athletics. I hope you have had an experience with an outstanding leader you would like to emulate. I'm very excited for you in your quest to make an impact as a leader. I've shared my favorite quote in another podcast. Thomas Edison said, If everybody did what they were capable of doing, we would literally astound ourselves. My interpretation of that? You blow yourself away when you find out what you can do. You as a leader get to help blow your teammates away when they find out what they can do. Thanks for listening. I hope your team has an incredible season. Next Level.